I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Our culture loves to tell us that life is frantic and there's nothing we can do about it. But friends, we know it's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. So, let's try, have a seat just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. A couple of weeks ago, for my Poetry Thursday segment on Instagram, I read a poem by Kathy Song called Water Wings. In it, the speaker watches her son swim with his floaties strapped to his arms. Quote, water wings, he calls them. This is a poem I've been paying attention to for 23 years, since long before any babies of my own came out into the bright world. Even when I was 20 and reading it in my summer undergrad American Women Poets class, I found this poem mesmerizing. Quote, the water from here seems flecked with gold. I watch the circles his small body makes, his imprint on the water has but a brief lifespan, the flicker of a dragonfly's wing, end quote. I come to the last stanza after the speaker has described the beauty of her son's movement through the water, wings skimming the surface, and find myself devastated every time she concludes, quote, this is sadness. The moment he chooses to leave his wings behind because he will not remember that he and beauty were aligned, end quote. He won't remember. Recently, Chris read an article that talked about one's partner as being a, quote, co-rememberer. And I can't shake that description. The thing is that being a co-rememberer whether it's in sharing memories with your spouse or holding memories for a child, parent, or friend, is a heavy calling. It hurts because eventually time changes and the co-rememberer becomes the only rememberer. The suffering a parent feels when their child grows up past their water wings is not just the growing out of innocence or sweetness or no longer needing our help. It's a loss of the memories. For the parent, there are memories that the child has forever released. Those moments of magic, chasing the toddler around the living room, giggles bouncing off the walls, or the kids in the bathtub together painting their faces with bubble beards. What was magic becomes lost in the past. Children become adults, and only a few of those moments remain as memories. Only the co-rememberer holds the truth of the moment of when, quote, he and beauty were aligned, end quote. 
This seems especially true for me right now as we move finally on the East Coast toward the start of school. There was a legit chill in the air this week when I woke in the mornings, a promise that no matter how hot and dry this past month has been, there's something new coming. This weekend, we'll hit the pool for one last hurrah, then lay out our first day clothes, pack up the water wings, nine more months before we need our swimsuits again. I was lucky enough to have a quick trip to San Francisco last weekend to send my former pastor, Fred, off to his new adventures. Fred started our church out of his living room back in 1997, and last Sunday, he stepped away from his role as senior pastor. We gathered for a bittersweet blessing of Fred, me joining with other elders and congregants who had helped shape our church over the past 26 years. My season of serving as an elder was the hardest of my life. Leading a church is not for the faint of heart, especially when you're on a board that chooses to embrace a new and contentious theological shift. The challenges of the past decade in my church were intense. And that season was rich, full of heartbreak, prayer, forgiveness, and hard-won commitment. Fred was a co-rememberer with me for all of it. And I was grateful to be there to send him off, standing with people who have shaped me and who are moving forward with the church, even as my time there is officially over. As I sat in the room where I spent so much of my 30s, chasing my kids up and down the aisles, serving communion up front, speaking to the congregation about budgets and theological shifts, and seeking to hold everything together when so much felt fragile, I was reminded of Kathy Song's Water Wings, how when we leave the beautiful, hard thing behind, sometimes the thing we beheld never even remembers how beautiful it was. When our family visited San Francisco last spring, it was the first time we had stood in our church since the Ash Wednesday service in late February of 2020, when we sat with the chairs in a horseshoe shape, the lights dim, while the kids lit candles in the middle, putting out their flames in the dirt, there to remind us that we were dust. Ace had found his favorite honorary uncle, Jared, and held on to him the entire service. Of course, we didn't know what would come. The lockdown of the world, the year of virtual church and virtual school, our family's decision to move across the country without ever really getting to say goodbye. I guess this was my goodbye. Looking around the room for all the faces that weren't there, wishing for one moment to remake the scene to rewind ourselves 10 years back to see four-year-old August wandering the aisles to find me on a Sunday morning, Brooksy, a toddler chunk on my hips, the faces of friends who will never all be in the same room again standing around me. What I'm trying to say is it's almost fall. The wind moves through and we shiver. The boy in the pool who leaned back and moved his arms across the surface a brief lifespan of gold across the water. He will get his back-to-school haircut, throw on his backpack, and grow out of his hand-me-down jeans. And the world will shift on its axis, 
drawing us gently into a cool sunshine. Apples in our you-pick bags. There's no fighting the autumn, friends. It always comes for us. The psalmist tells us that, quote, all our days pass away. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. The answer to that reality, quote, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom, unquote. There is a slowness in numbering our days, in choosing our co-rememberers, in celebrating the moment of time in all of its beautiful, achingly true reality. Babies grow up. Churches change. We live in one place full of gray fog and eucalyptus trees for a decade, and then, whoosh, it's gone. Now I wake up in a blue house, fog-free, in a town I'd never heard of three years ago. And all of this is wisdom. How we watch the magic when it's taking form in front of us. How we mark the moments before the change. And how we lean into the cool breeze when autumn comes for us, as it always does. A slow practice. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Let's practice numbering our days together. Pull out your journal. I want you to write down three meaningful memories that formed you. Memories that you share with another person as a co-rememberer. Your co-rememberer may still be able to hold that memory with you, or they may no longer be able to share it with you. Write underneath the memory about why you chose it. What made it formative for you? What does that memory spark inside you? How might that memory be able to teach you wisdom? Now, let's carry those memories into prayer. Take a deep breath with me. Breathe in. Breathe out. Close your eyes and imagine the scene for each of your memories. Can you hover over the memory in your imagination? What do you notice? What about this scene feels new to you when you look at it from this side? Now, open your eyes. Look at what you wrote beside your memories. What rises to the surface for you when you consider why these particular memories matter? Are you grateful? Are you nostalgic? Do you feel regret? Do you ache for what once was? Take time to say those things aloud in your prayer. 
Receive the wisdom that comes with numbering your days, with marking the changes of your life. And you simultaneously say thank you and also release what's in the past. Let's sit in silence. close with this prayer. Spirit, the world is sometimes trouble and sorrow, and sometimes it's perfectly magical. Thank you for the days I've been given. Teach me to see my life with the perspective of the wise ones. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is, we make space for love. So well done, us. I'm proud. I want to thank Val Schleter for managing my social media, Jason Boyette for designing our slow-way graphic, and the lovely Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow-way, you can sign up for my newsletter at micaboyette.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at micaboyette and find my book Bound wherever books are sold. I would so appreciate it if you could take the time to review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps people find us. But if you only have time to go apple picking this week, then do that first before you The Slow Way. Thanks for being here with me today. Can't wait to see you next week.